0: Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. I just also want to welcome everyone listening on our podcast. Thank you for choosing to be part of our family this morning. We love you and we hope that you are blessed Ooh. <laughs> as just as much as everybody sitting in the room. So like I said, we're continuing on with our well series, with our well series, with our code series. And this morning I am talking about We Are A Well. So I'll get that up on the screen and we will read through it as a church. So ready? One, two, three. We are a well. We are a well of healing and refreshment. We are a place where those who are tired, sick and thirsty can come to be encouraged, loved and built back up in Jesus' name. Amen and Amen. So good. So this code is actually significant for me because... I think, I mean, I've been in church my whole life. So my beautiful parents are here this morning and I grew up in church. I went to Sunday school when I was little. Um, I was in youth minute, youth group when I was in high school. Um, I've been in church my whole life. But I think a moment for me that I actually really experienced a church being this moment was when Benara and I, we went travelling for six months um, in 2017. It's two years now, which is so so weird, it goes so quick. Um, and we went and visited so many different churches across America and Across the world, we visited churches in Germany, um, in England. We visited churches in America, all in different states. And this moment of being a well and being healed and refreshed when going into a service happened in two places that I can remember. Which is so funny because we go to all of we went to all of these churches. And even when I was preparing this message, I thought you know what God? There's only two places that I really kind of felt this moment of sitting and receiving and drinking from a well of healing and refreshment. One was in Bethel. And one was a Baptist church in Florida. And what was really cool when we went to this Baptist church, we went to this Baptist church in Orlando, Florida, um, in the south, in the south, southern southern states of America. Um, and we went into this church, and I was blown away because we walked in, and I felt like as soon as I walked in, I got emotional, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, God!" Because there were all of these beautiful, beautiful. Elderly people that were serving the church, but the way that they were serving was so, it actually did something to my heart because it was so beautiful and it was so genuine. And they were there handing out the welcome flyers at the doors, shaking people's hands in, you know, their Sunday best with their jackets and their button up shirts and ties. And then when the, we did the offering, there was all of these, you know, cute little old ladies shuffling or like putting the offering baskets down the lines of the church and men in their plaid coats, like taking, and I was just so. So blown away because. The heart for the house was so genuine and was so real. And it was such a well of refreshment to me when I sat there because I looked at these beautiful people and I thought, you know what, they don't care if they're getting noticed. They don't care if they're getting recognition. All they're doing is serving the house of God with such a genuine heart and it was so beautiful. And the worship, it was old school music and everyone, it was like a sea of grey. I remember Bernard and I sat kind of towards near the back and we looked out and it was just like this sea of grey and it was so good. They're all lifting their hands and like their worship again was so genuine. And they didn't even have to say anything to us, but it was the spirit of the house which really affected me. Um, in another place was Bethel when we went there. And I know Ben I shared this testimony before, but We went there, we went for their Friday night service, we were there for their Sunday services, and we both pretty much just cried through the whole services. And not because we were emotional or not because in terms of, you know, like we were really, really sad or anything, but just because the presence of God was so strong. And from the moment that we stepped onto the property, I've told this story about when the guy bought us coffees, but then when he stood there for I don't know how long and then just went down the line of buying everybody's coffees, just that heart of generosity. And then also when we um, were in the service, people wanting to meet us, people wanting to connect with us, people inviting us over for lunch and being refreshing and being that well that we could draw from in that moment was so powerful. So to talk about this code, we are a well, is actually really significant for me because I feel like I've experienced it in other churches. And I feel like for me, I understand the testimony of what it is to walk into a church and to feel like you're drawing and drinking from a well of healing and refreshment. I can speak out of it because it's something that I've experienced. So, in Isaiah 43 verse 2, I'm just going to quickly read it. It says, "With joy you will draw from the wells of salvation." Amen. And then also in John 7 37 and 38, it says, "On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice, 'Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them.'" So I really pray this morning, drink. Drink from the well. Drink from the well of what God's placed in my heart. Drink from the well of this house this morning. I want you to feel relaxed. I want you to feel encouraged this morning. But come and drink. Allow yourself. What we've got in our code, if you're tired, sick, and thirsty, be encouraged, be loved, and be built back up this morning. So I'm just going to go through three sections um, with this code. So the why behind the what. So why do we even believe that we're called to be a well as a church? What does that look like, and where do we go? from here. So the why behind the what, so simply church, is Jesus, which I so love. So in Luke 5, verse 29 and 31. I'm going to read. Oh, yeah, awesome. It's all up there. So then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to the sect complained to his disciples Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Let's just pause there for a moment. How crazy is that? that the religious leaders of the time questioned Jesus, but questioned, why would you sit and eat with tax collectors and sinners? They totally had missed the point. They totally didn't understand kingdom at all. And I love that Jesus answered them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Church, Celebration Church is called to be a well. It's called to be a well of healing and refreshing. And the reason why we believe this is because Jesus said it Himself, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but it's the sick. How many of you go to the doctor when you're fighting fit and flourishing and really healthy? No. Never. You only ever go to a doctor when you need it, when you're desperate. I know some of the men in the house, I is one of them, only goes to the doctor if it's really essential and needed or only if I book an appointment for him because he's like, no, nah, I don't need to go to the doctor. Um, so you only really go and see a doctor when you're desperate and when you're in need. Us as a church, you know why we exist? We don't exist for the healthy. We don't exist for people that, I mean, we, I mean, we do, but not in that sense. We, we want people to come in who are broken, who are hurting, who are lost, who are so sick and disease-ridden that this is their last and only hope. We wanna be a church that welcomes people because this is what Jesus said. If Jesus indicated it, and I love who Jesus was sitting with. I love that it was how the Pharisees describe it, the scum of the earth. That he was so contradicting to what they had believed, to what they thought the law talked about. He didn't care. He wasn't offended. He wasn't, you know, caught up in what people thought of him. But he went to those that he knew needed it. How many times do we hold back because we are scared of what people will think? How many times do we not invite people to church because we're worried, oh my gosh, what are people going to think of me if they see me hanging out with that person? Or if I, you know, meet a drug dealer down the street or my next door neighbour I know he's drilling dealing meth what would happen if I brought them into our church do you know what church that is why we exist for those people that is why that we are here and I am so excited that we have such a welcoming church because we've been told over and over again that our church is so aggressively um, accepting and aggressively loving when people come you know Pastor James and Pastor Annie they were visiting the other week and they actually said this to us They said it was so funny because when you're in the culture all the time, maybe you don't really realise it, but because they hadn't been here for a couple of weeks, they came into our church and Pastor Annie said to us afterwards, The culture of love and the culture of community and connection is so strong that even for them, who were pretty much the ones who started that from the ground up and we've just carried it on, even for them, they noticed when they were gone, when they came back into it, how strong it was. So congratulations, church. You guys are amazing at loving people. You're amazing at welcoming people in. And I love that we are a church that we do. We're not afraid of, you know, how messy people are. We're not afraid of what they look like, but they are welcome in Jesus' name, always in our services. So thank you guys for being that. But let's step it up a bit when it comes to who do we believe that is going to come through our doors? I love that Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but it is the sick. So the sick need to be filling this place. We know that when they come, that we'll love them and that we'll encourage them and that we'll connect with them. But are we bringing them? Like I said, you guys are incredible. You're incredible with how accepting we are and getting around people. But are you bringing them, church? Not just the physically sick, the emotionally sick, the mentally sick, the spiritually sick. You know, somebody can be a CEO of a billion dollar company, but if they don't know Jesus... They're spiritually sick. The successful people as well, the successful people of our society, they still need Jesus. Don't ever think that we're called to be a church that is just for, you know, physically broken and hurting and sick. We want to see successful people. We want to see CEOs. We want to see billionaires coming into our church, finding a home here because they are spiritually sick if they don't know no Jesus. In John 13 verse 12, it says, And I'm just going to read from verse 12. I I think I've only got up to verse 14 then, but I'll just give you a little bit of context. So Jesus said, If you've had a bath in the morning, you only need to wash your feet now And you're clean from head to toe. My concern, you understand, is holiness, not hygiene. So now you're clean, but not every one of you. This was Jesus with his disciples before um, he was going to the cross. He said, For he knew who was betraying him. That's why he said, not every one of you. After he had finished washing their feet, he took his robe, put it back on, and went back to his place at the table. Then he said, Do you understand what I have done to you? You address me as teacher and master, and rightly so. This is what I am. So if I, the master and teacher, washed your feet, you must now wash each other's feet. I've laid down a pattern for you. What I've done, you do. I'm only pointing out the obvious. A servant is not ranked above his master. An employee doesn't give orders to the employer. If you understand what I'm telling you, act like it and live a blessed life. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the most perfect, without sin, without fault, incredible incredible person. And yet he knows the significance of bending down and washing his disciples' feet. He knows the significance of being a servant. He knows the significance of going and going above and beyond. And I think, church, if Jesus modeled it, we need to model it. We need to model it so strongly. But how we treat each other and how we treat people that come in, our heart should be a heart of service. Anybody that comes into our church, no matter who they are, no matter what they look like, we believe that we're called to be a well of healing and refreshment. You know, that requires a bit of work sometimes. That requires People getting down and serving and washing the feet of those that walk in—that requires us actually stepping out sometimes and being Jesus' hands and feet when it comes to accepting people in and loving them and encouraging them and building them back up because we honestly believe that this is what we're called to do. And then it says, "I love that Jesus says." And then you live a blessed life. You do this, you serve, you wash people's feet, and you live a blessed life. In Proverbs 11:25, it says, "A generous person will prosper." Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. You always receive when you give. You always receive when you give. So at Celebration Church, we believe that we're called to be a well of healing and refreshment. But sometimes we need healing and refreshment ourselves. But when people come in, when we love them, when we encourage them, when we build them back up, we're always going to receive off that because that's how it works. I remember um, when Benara and I, we were asked to minister at a camp um, up in Sydney a couple of years ago. And we went there as beautiful friends of ours. And we went there and we ministered for across the weekend at their camp and then their young adults retreat. And out of that, even though they asked, they asked us to go and minister, we probably received so much more than what we gave. What we gave but we received as we were giving because in those moments, God was speaking to us about who we were called to be. He was reassuring us and He was directing us in terms of our graces and our giftings. And afterwards, you know, their team came up and they were so thankful. And they were like, oh, you guys blessed us so much. And we walked away going, we are so much more blessed. We are so much more blessed and we are so much more full. So whenever you always receive when you give, when you guys see people coming in, that need to be loved back up, that need to be loved back to life, know that in those moments that you will receive, you'll receive from the goodness of God. And I love that Jesus has said that. You will live a blessed life. So why do we believe this? Why do we believe that we're called to be a well? Because Jesus said it. Because Jesus said we are called. He's called to the sick, not just the healthy, and that we are called to do that pattern that Jesus did, serve others as He served. I love that. So what does this look like? So what does being a well of refreshing look like? I've got a little example here. Can I get Tom Herbert up? Where's Tom? Let's clap him as he comes. Come on. All right. So Tommy, how are you doing? Good. That's good. Um, for those listening on podcast, I'm just going to put a blindfold over Tom. So let me just do that. All right, Tommy, can you see? Not really. That's all right. That's okay. All right. I'll get you to stand up a little bit further. So Tommy's standing here with a blindfold on. And what I have got... (laughs) (laughs) What I've got is some different things. So we're talking about being refreshing. Do you feel like you could do with some refreshment, Tommy? Yep. Yeah, fantastic. So I'm going to give Tom, firstly, we have four glasses here. I'm going to give Tom one glass to drink from, and you're going to tell me if you think it's refreshing. So maybe, where's your hand? Yeah, whoopsie daisies. All right, do you need help or are you all right? All right, just take a little bit of a sip. How was how that, Tom? Not that refreshing though. No. So Tom just shook his head, not that refreshing. What does it taste like? Oh, maybe tea or something like that, but cold and weird. Maybe tea, but cold and weird. Okay, so that one was no good. Let's maybe try this one. All right, hand out, Tommy. Awesome. So this is number two. Hopefully we'll be able to refresh you this time. Let's see. Had a sip a bit of a smile. How was that? Um, yeah, still probably not refreshing, but... What did it taste like? Maybe like two-minute noodle juice or something. <laughs> <laughs> two-minute noodle juice. So not very refreshing. So we've got something that was tea-like but weird. Two-minute noodle juice. Alright, maybe we'll go this one. This is number three. Hopefully this one would refresh you. All right, tell us, was that was that refreshing? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was it a little bit refreshing? What What did it taste like? Um, a fizzy drink, maybe lemonade, I guess, or something. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Wow. Okay, so Tom thinks Mountain Dew or lemonade. Cool. A little bit refreshing. All right, this is the last one. Hopefully, we'll get it right this time. Here you go. All right. Oh, oh, you already said that's better. All right, have a little bit of a sip. (laughs) Oh, he went back for second. So how was that, Tommy? Uh, The best, because it was nice and cold and refreshing. Oh, the best. All (laughs) righty. Thanks, Tommy. (laughs) Thanks, Tommy. You're great. So we had... Firstly, it was, Tom got it right, it was lukewarm tea. Yuck, gross. Um, we had chicken soup, creamy chicken soup, but was not warmed up. We had Coke, Tom. <laughs> Lemonade on Mountain Dew. And then we did have icy cold water. So... The reason why I got Tom up to do that is because when we're talking about what does refreshment look like, so these are good examples. So all of these things are the same consistency. So they're the same in terms of like they're liquidy, they're watery, um, but only one of them was really refreshing. He said the Mountain Dew slash lemonade was kind of refreshing, but we know that We went back for seconds with the water. And as a church, we actually have a choice with what we are and who we bring. So in terms of knowing who we are and what we bring, it's so important when we're thinking about being a well of refreshment is which one of these do we want to represent as a church family? We can be one that is like, I guess, not very good for you, like Coke, it's the same consistency. We can be lukewarm tea or we can be a cool glass of water for someone who has run a really long marathon, and we can be the person that meets them at their need, that meets them in the time of when they're desperate and says, do you know what? I've got this for you. I've got this cool glass of water. Come and drink. Come and receive. Come and be loved. Come and be built back up. Because all of these we, is one that we can um, say you can only give out of who you are. Us as a church, we can only give out of who we are. You as an individual, you can only give out of who you are. So when people encounter you, when they encounter the well of your heart, when they encounter the well of our church, who are we going to be? What do we have that we can give people so that then they can be refreshed and be built back up? In um Colossians 3 verse 12. So, how does this look like? What does this look like? Col- Colossians 3, verse 12 to 14, it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, celebration church, you are God's holy and dearly loved. We need to clothe ourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility. Gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against one someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all of these virtues, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. How does being a well of healing and refreshment look, church? It's this: it's Colossians 3, verse 12 to 14. Be compassionate. Be compassionate when people come in and they don't understand our culture. We can't get offended at that. Be compassionate. Have compassion on other people. Have compassion about their situations. We might not know what people are going through when they walk through our doors. They might look like they have it all together, but we need to always be a church that moves to to people with compassion. Be kind. Be kind. Be humble. Be gentle. Be patient. Forgive. We need to demonstrate this firstly as a family and. And then into people that come in, forgive people quickly. People are going to come into our church and maybe they already have that might hurt you. There's going to be situations that don't make sense. And sometimes you don't understand and you're going to get hurt. Be somebody that forgives. Forgive one another. And then above all love. If we are a church that can model this, if we are a church, and like I said, we are already doing so well, church, that has this, that has this as our our foundations, that we know that anybody that comes into our church, we want to reflect fresh. We want to love. We want to build back up. We want to show them forgiveness. We want to show them kindness. We want to show them love. So good. In Matthew 25 verse 34, it says, Then the king will say to those on his right, Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The King will reply, truly I tell to you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers, the least church, not the greatest, the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Oh my gosh, how convicting. Think back on your week. How did you treat people? When you were driving in Coles Car Park, how did you treat people? When you were at school or you were at work and you were dealing with a difficult customer, how did you treat people? When that telemarketer called you up and you were like just about to sit down for dinner, how did you treat people? Because how you treat the least, the least is how you treat our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords. We are an example church. And I know that I'm not saying we're going to be perfect. I'm not saying we're going to get it right all the time. hundred percent we're not. I can say that. I'm never going to get it right all the time. I think about me. I'm a school teacher. How did I treat the least in my classroom when he was being really annoying and frustrated and calling out while I was trying to give instructions? How did I treat the least? Because as a church, this is our model and this is Jesus. And I love that He's just... He is so incredible. Our King and our Lord is so phenomenal, and He knows we're going to get it wrong. There is grace for this, but this is how we are to treat others. You know that what we what we do, what we speak, or sorry, what we do always speaks louder than what we say. So, as a church family, we can say this is our code. I can get up here and say we are a well. We are a well of healing and refreshing. We're a place where people who are tired, sick, and broken can come and get loved and encouraged and built back up. I can say that. But if we are not doing it, it's just hot air. What we do as a church always speaks louder than what we say. What you do when you walk out of this place into your families and into your workplaces and into your neighbourhoods will always speak louder about Celebration Church than what we preach on a Sunday, always. You are an example of not just our church, but you're an example of kingdom. You're an example of Jesus. If your next door neighbour or, or the person in your workplace that's really frustrating was only to see God through you, you? Ooh, that's pretty challenging. That's pretty convicting. Do we live in a way that is so unapologetic about being His hands and feet that we put our own emotions and our own frustrations to the side sometimes? I love this quote, people won't remember what you say, but they will always remember how you made them feel. As a church, no matter who we have come through our doors, no matter if they've got it all together, no matter if they have lots of money, no matter if they, whatever, let's, let's, let's actually give it a, bit, a little bit more, um, what's it called? Specificity. <laughs> but no matter if we have drug dealers, if we have CEOs, if we have prostitutes, if we have people who have come out of jail, if we have murderers, if we have people that have done really bad things, or if we have people that are running successful businesses, no matter who walks through our doors of Celebration Church, we want them to remember how we made them feel that we made them feel loved, that we made them feel valued, that we made them feel part of the family, that we made them feel like, do you know what? We don't count your sins. We don't have a list of all of the things that you've done wrong. We are a family that welcomes you with open arms. Yes, we want you to meet Jesus. Yes, we want you to change your life. Yes, we want you to get healed and whole 100%. But at the same time, how do we make people feel church? I always get so frustrated when I hear people say, I went to church one time and everybody just looked at me. I went to church one time and I remember the pastor asked me um, if I'd ever been in church. And when I said no, he went, oh, okay. And then the conversation ended. I hate when people say, oh, if we go into church, the roof will cave in. We need to be a church that is so welcome and so ready. We're supposed to be a hospital church. You know that all of you are nurses and doctors and physicians ready with your gloves on, with your your surgical masks on, waiting for people to come through our doors, waiting for the sick and the hurting and the broken. And remember, church, this is not just physical. This is still spiritual. Some people might look like they have it all together, but inside are so broken and so lost and so hurting. As a church, when we need to be ready, have all of our instruments prepped, have everything ready to go so that when they come in, we can love them, we can build them back up. You know, there's some people even in this room right now that you're feeling like this. You're feeling like, do you know what, Charlotte? I actually probably need that. I need that well of healing. I need that well of refreshment. And that's okay too. Just because you're here doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. We're going to go through seasons where sometimes you're the ones that will be ministering to other people. Do you know what? Other times you'll go through seasons when you'll need the ministry. And that's fine. And as a church, we need to understand that as well. I love that. Okay, we're going to go Matthew 10 verse 5. So again, what does this look like? What does this look like being a well? Matthew 10 verse 5 says, Jesus sent His 12 harvest hands out with this charge. Don't begin by travelling to some far off place to convert unbelievers. This is so cool. And don't try to be dramatic by tackling some public enemy. Go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighbourhood. Go to the lost, confused people right here in the neighbourhood. Tell them that the Kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchables. Kick out the demons. You have been treated generously, so live generously. Don't think you have to put on a fundraising campaign before you start. You don't need a lot of equipment. Why? Because you are the equipment. Amen. All you need to keep that going is three square meals a day. Travel light. Church. We don't have to have it all together. We don't have to have all the answers. You're enough. You are enough. You are enough to be the person you might think, oh, but Charlie, if someone comes in and they're, a mess and I don't know what to do with them. I I don't know how to, I don't know how to do, I don't know how to help somebody like that. You know what? You are enough. Your story is enough. You loving somebody is enough. You being kind, you buying somebody a coffee, that's enough. I love that it says that. You don't need to do dramatic things. You're the equipment. You're what the kingdom of God needs. You're what our people in our city need. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be crazy. I love this. I love that when Jesus talks about it. Notice here when it's, where it says, tell them that the kingdom is here. So tell them that the kingdom is here. And then he lists things that shows that the kingdom is here. You know, in that list, there is nothing that says um, judge. There is nothing that says bring conviction. There is nothing that says, um, I don't know, there's nothing that kind of says, don't well, lecture. It doesn't say lecture them about the kingdom of God. Doesn't say judge them and judge their sinful ways. Doesn't say convict them of their sin and make them feel horrible about their situation and their circumstance. Doesn't say that. It says tell them the kingdom is near. And what does that do? It's health to the sick. Remember, sick is that can be physical, mental, spiritual, emotional raise the dead in terms of, I believe, physically raise the dead, but also the spiritual dead, the people that don't know salvation, that don't know Jesus. Touch the untouchables, love people, embrace people, the people that don't feel like they're worthy, the people that feel like they've made too many mistakes, kick out demons. Let's see health and wholeness in Jesus' Name. I love that. You have been treated generously, so live generously. You know, our job, church, is so easy It's so easy. All we have to do is show people the kingdom of God. That's it. We have to love people. We have to love God. And then we have to introduce them to Jesus. And then He does all of this, which is so cool. You're the equipment. You're enough. Go back to what's inside of you and give out of you. What are you this morning? If we're talking about you're the equipment, are you the cold, lukewarm tea? Are you the fizzy drink that's not so good for you but might be refreshing for a moment? Are you something that's a little bit thick and chunky, like the the chicken soup? Or are you the glass of cold water that refreshes people? What are you giving out of this morning? Who are you going to be this morning? Who are we going to be as a church this morning? So powerful. Okay, so what now? What do we do with that? So I talked about, so why, the why behind the what is Jesus? What it looks like, it looks like simply bringing health, raising the dead, bringing kingdom, having compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, forgiving each other, loving each other. And so what do we do with that church? What do we do? We are a well of healing and refreshment. We are a place where those who are tired, sick and thirsty can come to be encouraged, loved and built back up. What do we do with that? Be that well. Be that well of healing and refreshment. When people walk through our doors, love them, encourage them, minister to them, connect with them, ask them their story, get to know them, make sure that we're not a judgmental church, that we don't always point the finger and wave, you know, criticism at people. They don't need that. They need the kingdom. They don't, Do you know what? People don't need to be told what they're doing wrong because they know what they're doing wrong. A lot of the times we are so aware of our biggest faults and failures, we don't need somebody pointing them out. We need somebody to walk with us and help us along that journey. That's what we are as a church. So when anyone comes into our house or even encounters you, remember your representation of kingdom and our church when you're not in this building just as much as you are when you're in this building. Refresh people, bring kingdom, love people, encourage people and build someone back up. Bring out the God calling them. We're talking about 2019 being a year of godly confidence, knowing who you are and what you bring. Sometimes people need help with that. And sometimes being a well of healing and refreshment is you call it, saying to people, do you know this is what you're called to do you know this is the God call on your life I'm going to draw that out of you I'm going to want to see you flourish and see you encounter who you're called to be in such a greater way this year I love that I'll just get Natty up on the guitar as well so we're just going to go into a bit of a time of ministry In Psalm 103, I don't have it on the... Oh, maybe I do. Do I not? I don't think I have it on the screen for you. Psalm 103, it says, Praise the Lord, my soul, in my innermost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits. And this is His benefits. So these are the lists. Who forgives your sins... And heals your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, this morning, church, as I've been talking about, we are a well of healing and refreshment. A place where those who are tired, sick, and thirsty can come to be encouraged, loved, and built back up. Like I said, some of you in this place might actually feel like you're tired. You might feel like, Do you know what, I'm just exhausted. And that could be from a variety of things. That could be from believing things and wanting and believing God's going to do stuff and He hasn't yet done it. That could be physical tired. It could be that your world is chaos at the moment with family or with work life. There's some of you in here that are actually sick, physically sick. You've got things going on in your body that is not 100% whole and healed. You might be emotionally sick. You might be going through a situation that's really difficult. You might be mentally sick, you might be struggling with anxiety or depression, or you might actually be spiritually sick because you don't yet know Jesus and you've got sin in your heart. There are people here that might be thirsty this morning and you might just feel like, you know what, I just need a little bit of refreshing. I'm, I'm good, I'm walking with God, but man, sometimes it's we even need to drink from the well. Sometimes we even need to, you know, grab that cold glass of water and drink from His goodness. And so this morning, church, yes, I'm talking about who we're going to be as a church to those that are yet to come in. But that also means who we are as a church to those who are in our walls. It doesn't mean, like I said, that when you're here, we expect you to be fine and dandy and perfect and all good. Not at all. We know that you go through trials. We know that you go through different seasons. We know that there will be ups and there will be downs in your life and there is grace for that. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to do two things. I actually want to um, do a salvation, ask for people that want to become spiritually healed and whole and ask God for salvation. But then I also want to open up um, to those that might be tired, sick or thirsty here this morning that just need to drink from the well and that just need to feel like for them they also need to be refreshed. They also need to be loved and built back up. I love that Yeah, Psalm 103, it's it's in the same verse. He forgives your sin and He heals your diseases. Our God is not separate. It's not not He does one thing without the other. He does both of those things. So we're just going to take a moment, church. I just want you to close your eyes where you're at. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And what I want to do is I just... I just want to put out that call firstly for salvation. That if you're sitting in this house and you feel like, do you know what Charlotte, I am a little bit spiritually sick and I want to come and I want to drink from the well of salvation. If you don't know God or if you feel like maybe you knew God once upon a time but you're feeling a little bit far from Him and you just want to recommit your life. Just with every eye closed, I'm just going to invite you just to put up your hand so I know who I'm praying for. Awesome. I see that hand. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We can only give out of who we are, church. First step is salvation in Jesus' name. Awesome. Let's pray with this Wonderful person who's decided to recommit their life this morning. So let's pray as a church family. Let's be that support. So, dear Jesus, I thank you that you love me no matter what. And this morning, I commit my life to you. I'm sorry for my sins and I ask that you forgive me. This morning, I make you King of my heart and Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Awesome. Let's celebrate church. So good. So good. So if you put your hand up, we do. We have a gift for you um, that we would love to give you at the Hello Desk. And we want to walk with you through that journey um, as a church. Like I said, we're a family and we do things together. In Jesus' name. The other thing that I just want to do, church, is just open up. So just with every eye closed, we're just going to take a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Just get the band to come back up, actually, just to join Natty. We are a well of healing and refreshment, a place where those who are tired, sick and thirsty can come to be encouraged, loved and built back up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You know, the miracle realm is God's natural realm. The miracle realm is God's natural realm. The supernatural is His natural. It's His normal. And so sometimes we think that it's a big deal for God to come and meet us and do something supernatural and miraculous in our life. But you know, that's so normal for Him. That's who He is. And in this place, just with every eye closed, I just want you to have a moment tired, sick, thirsty. You know, every hopeless situation is not hopeless to God. It's so redeemable and it's so able to be turned around to shout His greatness and His goodness. Everything that's going on in your life There is nothing too hard for him, church. There is no one too far from him. There's no situation too difficult. Supernatural and miracles, it's what he does. It's who he is. And I really believe that there are people in this place that need refreshment and that need healing. If we as a church believe that we're called to be a well, like I said, we need to give out of who we are. And so we need to take a moment to get ourselves right, healed and refreshed so that we can give out of that place. So what we're going to do is I'm actually going to open up the altar in a second, just at the front of the church. And if you feel that, whether you're physically sick, it could be an injury, it could be a disease, it could be something that you've been dealing with your whole life. Emotionally sick, so you feel like you're going through a little bit. Grieving maybe, struggling with loss, whatever it might be. Mentally sick, so you might feel like you struggle with anxiety, depression, insecurities, any one of those categories or whether you just feel like you know Charlotte I'm tired I'm exhausted I've been running I've been running and I've been giving and I've been giving I've been believing I've been praying I'm just worn out or whether you just feel like you just need a bit of refreshment you just need a drink from the well of the springs of living water Psalm 147 says he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. That's who he is. That's what he does. So this morning, church, if that's you, if you just feel like you just need to come and drink from the well of healing and refreshment, I just want us to stand up as a church. And if that's you, I actually just invite you to come forward so that some of our team can pray for you this morning and stand with you. So why don't we stand as a church? And if that's you, come forward. If you feel like you just need a bit of healing and refreshment, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Jesus. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Jesus. We're just going to sing this song at the mention of your name. And if you're down the front, I just encourage you, just put your hands out as if you're going to receive a gift, because I really believe that there is such access right now to the well of healing and refreshment. Right now, there's a grace on this service. And if you're not down the front, you can still join with us as a family and sing this. And team, if you wanna come down and pray for some people and lay hands on people, that would be awesome. So Father, right now we just open up your living waters and we ask Holy Spirit that you come like a flood. God, you are so aware, like I said at the beginning of the service, you know where every single person is in this moment, God. You know their needs, you know their desires. And so Holy Spirit, we just open up as Celebration Church, just Your Kingdom and just a well of healing and refreshment. Holy Spirit, let it flow in Jesus' Name. Let it flow in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Let's worship, Church. Thank You, God. Thank You, God. Father, I thank You that You're good. And I thank You, God, that You know all of our needs. And this morning, Holy Spirit, I send our incredible church family out to be wells of healing and refreshment. God, wherever they are, whoever they encounter, that they would bring Your truth and Your love. Father, that You would protect them, that You would minister to them, God. We thank You, Jesus, for what You're doing. In Jesus' Name. We'll release it there, church. But if you're still praying, the band's still gonna keep playing. So, if you're still praying for people or you just want to sit, that's fine. You can stay in the presence. Otherwise, we love you. Have a wonderful Sunday. We'll see you next week. Awesome. Thanks, church. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.